Talk podcast with myself, Edwin, and my co-host, Nathan. This episode is part two of our conversation with Natasha Danvers. When it came to ending your athletics career, was that something that you decided that, yes, I want to end now, or was that something due to injury? What was the reason that made you decide to call it, call it a day? The, the retirement process for me was probably the worst part of my athletics. Hands down. Oh my gosh. Because in <laughs> 2008, um, I'm on top of the world, yeah? But 2009, I, I was done. Like, I didn't really want to do track anymore. I was like, good, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I've been, I had been in athletics mm. since I was 15 at an elite level. So I'd already been in it probably since I was 12 or 13, but at an elite level from 15. I'm now in my early 30s. I've been going hard in the paint for at least 15 years solid. And I was, you know, I've had had a kid by now. It's just a lot, right? So uh, mentally, emotionally, I was done. But guess what? The next Olympics is going to be in London. I'm a Londoner. Like, what kind of person retires from from their sport when there's an Olympics coming their way, they're the right age range to do it. So I kind of like mentally forced myself to believe that, okay, well, you know what? If you do well there, you're gonna be set for life. Like that's that's a done deal. You Olympic medalist, gold medalist at, at home games, you're you're set. So I kind of like forced myself to, to, to stay in it, but really I don't think my heart was really in it. And again, there was just so much going on and I didn't know enough about mind at that point on the emotional side to really catch what was happening to me at the time. So I started to spiral down, 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 down. A lot of it was because I was focused on anything bad that had the highlight in my life. Oh, yeah, look, this boy, this guy, he won't treat me right. Oh, I'm not with my son. Oh, my race is not going well. Oh, I'm not making any money. Right. So I was focused on any negative stuff in my life. And so my life starts to spiral down. So by the time it get to pre-2012, it's just, it's it's been pure madness by this point. I had been, um, I'd been prescribed sleeping tablets because I was not sleeping. I had um, eventually been uh, prescribed antidepressants because I was gone into depression um, and I was probably depressed way before they actually prescribed them but you know getting up the courage to even talk mm-hmm. about it uh, was difficult because I had friends who knew me as Tasha Danvers the person that I am very full of life and personality and then you know see me speaking on stage about motivation you guys can do it lift your head yeah and then I'm like at home like <laughs> you know so I would you know, finally got mm-hmm. the courage to talk to my friends about being depressed. And one of my friends was like, ah, you'll be all right. You're Tasha Danvers. Oh my God. You know how much courage it took me to even say that. And then to hear that, I just felt so deflated. Eventually I still, cause I'm, I just don't like to quit. I always want to keep pushing. So that part of my personality made me then seek out the doctors. And then the doctor tells me, oh yeah, no big deal. Everybody's depressed in this thing. That person's on this, that person's on this, that person's on antidepressants, that per I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like I'm talking medalists and mm. world record holders, all of them on antidepressants, which in and of itself is an issue that's a whole nother show. But it mm. made me realise, okay, I'm not mm. I'm not on my own. I'm not by myself. 
So I did get on the antidepressants, which I think that was really more of the reason why I felt suicidal because um, I had changed uh, antidepressants twice in the space of three weeks, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know you shouldn't do that. And the doctors never said. So the thing that really tipped me over the edge was I was at practice one day. We had a great session. I was driving home. I was sponsored by Jaguar at the time. So I'm just driving in my whip. Yeah, we had a great session. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> I just start bawling my eyes out, right? I'm just like, why am I crying for? I had a great session. I've got a place to go. I've got my car. I'm good. And you know what? I said, God, you know what? If I can't even be happy on a happy day, I'm done. I'm done. I've, that's it. And I just went home. I took all the sleeping pa- tablets. I think it was about 13 um, still left in a packet. So I took all the sleeping pa- tablets. And next thing I know, I was waking up in um, the hospital. My mom had come up on all these shenanigans. So one thing I'll say about that is like when you're in that space, do not isolate yourself. And when you start feeling that way, like, mm. no. Don't make your own choices in that mindset. Talk to, have people that you feel comfortable talking to, even if it's like a helpline, have that number handy to have a conversation because you're not in your, you're not in the right mindset to make decisions at that point, right? So it's always good mm-hmm. to have someone you can reach out to like, hey, listen, I'm feeling like, why am I here? Why, why bother? It's got to be easier to just be done with all this, right? And so um, after that, it's just like really where it's like, okay, are we really going to do this? I was on these antidepressants. I couldn't tell if the way I was feeling was because I was getting old or was it the medication? I just didn't feel my normal self. And I had made a decision that I was not going to be on anti, I wasn't going to be on antidepressants for the rest of my life. And um, then from that, from waking up in the hospital, I just said, okay, time to spiral up. This I can't live like this. This is not going to happen. I'm not doing this. And for other people, it may be different. They may need to be stay on the antidepressants. But my whole process was like, I'm done with the medication. I'm, I, I need to work my way naturally back to, to good health. And it's taught me a lot because now I know, um, like, if, if I see even a sniff, even a sniff of something that will spiral me down, like my emotions start going in the wrong direction, I know immediately how to turn that round. First of all, gratitude. Gratitude is like yeah. the best medication you start looking at. And, and when you're in that mode, you think, I have nothing to be grateful for. Um, the fact that you can even say, I have nothing to be grateful for, is something to be grateful for. Some people can't talk. You know what I mean? You can find something to be grateful for. And the more mm-hmm. gratitude is such a good energy, you can spiral yourself up that way. So that was how I ended up retiring because I just went through that whole process. And by the time... 2012 came around i knew i could probably make the team but for what i wasn't gonna be on the Mm -hmm. podium and i probably wasn't gonna make the final and to me unless i'm going there to and with the chance to elevate from where i was last time to me it didn't make sense to be there so um at that point i signed out this is tasha d signing off (laughs) i'll see you on the flip side (laughs) that was was it Yeah, I fully concur with you with regards to gratitude. One of the things that um, I do actually is, um, you know, in the mornings, what I do is I close my eyes and I visualize. And one of the things that I learn is um, just think of, you know, either, you know, um, 
an activity or an individual and I usually use my daughter and just picture that person that really makes you happy and that's what I do so I usually you know the first thing I do is wake up um, go downstairs and I just visualize and I just visualize my daughter smiling and you just wouldn't believe what that does for you at the start of the day just being grateful for that just one individual that one uh, activity is it, it absolutely starts you off for the for the day for the rest of the day so i completely um agree with you on yeah. on gratitude one of the things that um I'm, I'm i'm gonna say um i'm not too sure if it's controversial i don't know where it stands but i'm of the belief that um depression is still largely a taboo in the black community and not sure where you stand on that but i do think in terms of progression i do think that it is improving and more people are beginning to um, open up and i think elders who didn't necessarily understand um depression and so and just being sad you know that there's a you know there's a there's a, a difference um where do you think we are in terms of a community in terms of discussing mental health but more specifically um depression yeah i mean you know what we got to take into consideration our history like our our forefathers our ancestors our parents our grandparents our great-grandparents they had to be tough man there was no room for being sad. Stuff had to get done. Otherwise, people were getting whipped and all kind of things that the generations before us had to um, go through. And so there was a lot hidden, a lot hidden. And we're not just talking depression. We're talking abuse, child abuse, sexual abuse, all kind of stuff was just under the carpet, under the carpet. And it just became a thing in the black community. Like, you know, even my mom, don't tell my business. Everything's all secret and it's nonsense, okay? We now, we're in 2021 yeah. and we're done with that. We're a new generation and to sit up here when other people, other nationalities, other ethnicities, other races are getting help for this stuff, to sit up here for us to be talking about, oh yeah, we, we you know, we've got to put on this front that we're not, there. it's nonsense. Just cut the BS and let's get to the to the to the crux of things let's deal with the issues because at the end of the day the reality is what why why do we we want to do that we want to do that because people are suffering right people are suffering behind trying to keep up a front and a front for what for who because so and so might think oh what's wrong with you no it's this not like oh what's wrong with you just just fix up yourself and and you know just fix up your fears and stop carrying on like that no it's not that simple there are things that are going on in the body that they didn't understand those generations before. These are chemical interactions happening. Mm-hmm. These are these are neural pathways that are firing. These are things that are going on in the body that people don't know that is happening and they don't know how to, to manage that, right? And, and hiding it, hiding it is what winds people up dead, okay? So if we're talking about people thriving rather than just surviving or or just hanging on then we need to have these conversations there's red blood in everybody so let's just talk on that level which of these red blood people are not feeling well and what can we do about it i don't care if the skin on the outside is brown black orange purple green the reality is the red blood is 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 flowing through all of us and because of that we have the same you know, we go through the same things. We go through sadness. We go through depression. 
And yes, I do think that um, the black community does unnecessarily kind of have a different way of looking at that. But <laughs> we're done with that, right? We're we're too the society has advanced too much. There's there's too many uh, things out there for us to 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 handle these things. And from a place where it's safe, you know, people don't have to creep around tiptoeing like, you know, oh gosh, I've got to sneakily find my way to help. You can broadly say, like I've seen athletes online literally saying, I'm going through depression right now. I don't want to go outside. And they're just openly talking about it. So what? why can't we openly talk about it? And I think the more, and that was one of the reasons why when I retired, I told everyone I tried to commit suicide because I'm tired of you know when i found out like this athlete and that athlete and that all these athletes had been in depression or feeling suicidal and i never ever heard not even one sniff about it that's what perpetuates the problem because people think they're the only one and when they think they're the only one they feel too ashamed because you're you're supposed to be a superhero you know and even if you're not an athlete people are like oh well you you're supposed to be able to handle business you're the man of the house you're supposed to be you know you're not supposed to be going through these emotions what's wrong with you you're weak you're this you're that it's not about weak you nobody has lived in your shoes exactly nobody has had to go through what you go through and even if they have you are a different person you handle life differently just because this man like got knocked over lost his legs and jumped up and said yeah i can rule the world doesn't mean that's how you're going to cope with it Right. So, you you know, comparison is, is the thief of joy. So when you are dealing with uh, depression, don't compare yourself to anyone else. You get the help you need. I don't care what color you are. You have to have to have to not isolate yourself. You have to have to have to find someone to communicate with someone who can help you. And if someone doesn't help you, if you reach out to someone that doesn't help you, move them along the conveyor belt and move on to the next person or organization, no matter what, get help. Because I promise you from my own experience, there is another side to that period of your life. And it doesn't have to be the end of your life. It can be that you flourish. It can be, that could be your calling. That could be the thing you're here to do is to give someone else hope through your story. Right. And, and if you, finish 100%. this thing too soon you can never tell it you could save even if you save one person that means something i was on uh after i told my story i somebody reached out to me on facebook and she said can you tell me more about what you went through with the thing so she's talking i'm talking i'm talking an hour goes by of us going back and forth on facebook chat right and um she says at the end of the hour thank you so much for everything you said before I reached out to you, I was going to commit suicide, but I thought, let me just reach out to you first to see how you handled it. And now I have hope. My wow. whole experience meant the world to me, like going wow. through all that depression and all that suicide, just to hear that one person say she changed their mind for me was worth it. Mm. And that could be you if you speak up. Right. And so she went on to to study law and become a lot and all kind of stuff, which we never would have seen if she had not reached out in that moment. And so it's just so important to have those conversations and do not quit. Never quit. Keep seeking until you find that help uh, and, and black, white, yellow. You're a human being and you deserve 
to 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 get to the other side it can be done i promise you it can be done you'll look back and you're like wow that was a totally different me you spiral down but i promise you can spiral up too that's the thing some of some of the people that have been through the biggest trials and tribulations in their life are also the people who can also help others that are going through that because of their experience it's yes. it's absolutely essential it, yeah you have to use that experience for someone else really um yes. there's so much yes. you can learn from your experience and pass it on exactly 100 percent. in Absolutely. fact i think that's why we even go through experiences so we can be the person who other people mm. follow like do you want to you're going through stuff. You want to hear from the person who's had a rosy life all their life. Everything's been handed to them. No, you want to hear from the person who's like, man, I went through it, but I'm on the other side. So if that's you, that's a way to, to reach your highest potential, to figure out, is that your calling? Is that what you're here to do? You know, what can what can you do? Like Jack Canfield says, E plus R equals O. The event plus your response equals the outcome, right? So the event is neither bad or good, theoretically, right? It's how we respond to it that equals the outcome. So if you went through crap and you respond positively, you can have a fantastic outcome that not only benefits you, but benefits others. You know, one person can have their car rammed into and they're just like, oh my God, it's the worst thing I've done ever. My whole life is over. Or one person can be like, you know what? This is unfortunate, but it's not the end of the world. The outcome is totally different, but it's the same event. Right. So we can choose mm -hmm. how we respond. Mm -hmm. And it's an art. It takes time to learn how to respond in a way that gives you the outcome that you want for your life. I'm absolutely fascinated, Tasha. Um, we're going to move on. I'm absolutely fascinated with food. Yeah, I'm fascinated yeah. with how food helps our help, you know, helps us reach optimal um, levels. Um, I love the fact of I like exploring the connection between the brain and the gut. Um, I just love everything about food and what it does for our bodies. So my next question is almost twofold. So the first part of it is what were the foods that um, you were taught? Um, when you were training and you was at your peak that would help you get to your optimal level and the second part of the question is now compare it to the 2021 list are there any discrepancies because we know science is always moving on and where say 20 years ago uh, you know maybe this type of milk or maybe these fruits were good but then now 20 years later a doctor said well actually no no it's got a bit too much fru fructose in it and maybe it's, it's gonna increase the insulin so just something along those lines what was what what were you um, um, given and what were the what are the changes that you see now boy all i can say is i wish somebody would have really <laughs> talked to me about nutrition and its real impact when i was coming up because i probably would have won title after title but i grew up in the uk where there's a sweet shop on every corner and on your way to school the thing to do Jeez. is fill up that little paper bag with enough, enough penny sweets. Half penny as well when I was coming up. You know, Aero, Hula Hoos. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. I had so many snacks. Like, I would just go to school with so many snacks. And then and then on break time, I'd go to Tuck Shop. I'd get Rolos. 
So by the time I got out of school, I already had a, a, a addiction to sugar, right? But you don't know it's an addiction at that time because you're yeah. just eating sweets, right? But we know now sugar is, is made from the same stuff that heroin is made of, and it's very, very addictive. Like, we don't think we're addicted until someone takes it yeah. away. We're like, ah, just, uh, just give me one bite. Why do you need that one bite for if you're not addicted? <laughs> you're addicted, right? And so even Absolutely. now as an adult, that's still something I'm working out. So my nutrition was rubbish, which says that my talent level was high enough to still outdo that. But still, there's health repercussions down the line for you if you don't get that sorted. Mm. I'm actually in the process of working through um, a, a doctorate in holistic nutrition. And because I believe that, you know, God, nature, whichever lane you want to drive in, has provided us with everything we need already right so if we look at <laughs> if we look at what nature has provided and we work from that standpoint we literally like even with disease and health and there's of course a place for medicine because obviously if you get into a car accident and your leg gets chopped off you don't want to say, okay, well, can you rub a little bit of time on it and, and see if that helps with the pain? You want, put me on that, that painkiller, right? So there's a place for everything. But in, in general, in terms of all of our um, overall health and optimal health, I believe that nature has provided it for us. Unfortunately for me, I feel like I learned that lesson too late. So now as an adult, that's what I'm working on, like getting better at refining my diet. Uh, from what I, from my understanding, the closer you you are to uh, for vegan is best. Like if you look at someone like Tom Brady, he's um, one of the most historic quarterbacks in the NFL. If people follow any kind of um, football, American football, Tom yeah. Brady is like the number one, and he has had a career that has outdone pretty much any. American football player, right? American football players' careers usually last like really strong, three to five years. Tom Brady's been doing what he does for over mm, 10 years. Yeah. Tom Brady yeah. does at least, if I'm not mistaken, and you know, you may have to check on, on this, but he's at least 80% uh, veget veg vegetables, vegetarian, right? At least. So his majority, and he, he attributes uh, most, uh, his longevity in the sport to the fact that he eats a particular way. So having all these pieces, the right physical, the right mindset, and the right nutrition, you put all those things, those pieces together in the right way, and you will be unstoppable. Because you will see, when you start to clean up your diet, the way that you feel, not just physically, but your mind clears up, you can think straighter, you don't feel so groggy, you're, you're you know, be there doing like some, Einstein calculations and you know because your mind you know your 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 food is your medicine as they say so your body is being fueled by whatever you put in it so if you have a Ferrari a Lamborghini and you go and you put like the lowest level of of petrol in there like you're going to mash that car up you are a Ferrari right you are a high end vehicle the body is amazing look at look at it you cut yourself and the thing will just heal itself up. I mean, we take that for granted, but think about it. Yeah, exactly. 
this is this is a serious you know you you have lashes so that if something is falling from the sky your eyes are protected you know say with your eyebrows you you know if something exactly. jumps out your body will react and protect you your body's amazing it's always trying to heal you but the way that you can assist it is through nutrition and i think the less meats just gonna say it the less meat the more greens the more stuff you pull from nature as opposed to a lot of this fabricated food this fake food you know gmo and boxed and canned and the more you can do that and don't get me wrong i ain't perfect at it i'm still working on it as well because i had so many bad habits for such a long time it takes work to undo that stuff um but i make a concerted effort to to go now in the right direction i ain't getting any younger you know i've been over and getting all decrepit as i'm getting older still trying to stay, <laughs> still trying to stay snatched <laughs> so yeah you know on nutrition <laughs> and i think as well you know just like uh depression in our community nutrition is because we have a lot culturally that we do with food right and especially Americans, like it's so food and it's all fatty and cheesy and greasy and, you know, Jamaican food and um, and African food can be very starchy. And, you know, so it doesn't do us any favors. Um, so it takes some training and some some dedication to really turn that around. My my method is just not to try and do everything all at once. So I might just pick a day of the week to begin with, like, OK, on Sunday, I'm going to do this kind of fast. It could be like a, a sugar-free fast. So on Sunday, I'm not going to have any sugar at all. Or, you know, and then you build up from there. Now, Sunday and Wednesday is going to be my no sugar day, right? And then you build up from there. On Sunday, Wednesday, and then on Monday, I'm not going to have any meat. And you build from there. I think when you, for me, I'll say from my experience, when I tried to go, tur- go cold turkey, I could do it. I did a 21-day water fast where I had nothing but water for 21 days. I looked like I was on some kind of crack cocaine, but that's a whole different story. But my point is I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But you know, on the flip side, somewhere down the line, I'm just going to go crazy. Like, Oh my God, I'm going to eat everything in sight. So it's best to just like anything else, like training and athletics, gradual you don't try and do everything you need to do on one training day you build gradually your strength you build gradually your speed same as that same with the learning if you're learning a new business the boss doesn't come and and say oh i need you to know everything i know about this business by tomorrow he says okay learn the desk stuff first then learn the computer program then learn this that you know it's gradual do the same with nutrition learn about it read about it look at the sources where this coming from they're saying drink lots of cow's milk Who's sponsoring that commercial? Is that the is that the the, the yeah. farmers? Yeah, exactly. Who who sell milk, or is that a real source? So do your research and really learn. Look at people who are who are living a organic or a vegan or a vegetarian lifestyle. Look at people who, I mean, they got that super size um, documentary. Watch that. You know, the guys did the, all the McDonald's every day. Um, and and uh, do the guy oh, that did the yeah. juicing. Yeah, yeah there was a guy yeah. that did juicing for thirty days, and you know, the people's lives were transformed behind that. So do your research, learn about it, make your own choices, but make choices not from history because that's what my parents did. Make choices from an educational standpoint. So you learn, you try. The best thing I ever heard was this guy who said, "I never just poo poo. Like I never just dismiss something the first time I hear it." 
anytime someone suggests something that's good for me, before I just decide, ah, oh, nah, that's crazy. I'll try it for 30 days. Someone said to him, you know, vegan lifestyle is great. His first, like, instantly was like, come on, man. Like, I love my meat. I love my hamburgers. He wanted to just dismiss him. He said, I don't, hang on a minute. Let me just try it before I make my decision. So for 30 days, he tried it. He said, it's the best he's ever felt. So if you're having a question, try it for 30 days. If it doesn't work for you, move on. But then you get more information and you get to see it from your own, from your own perspective. Um, so, yeah. So you've mentioned something. And as you said, it, I just had to get this out. So there's a guy <laughs> called Dr. Alan Goldhamer. And he's had a um, water fast kind of business with his wife since 1984. Yeah. Uh-huh. And basically back then in the 80s, um, when he was using fasting or water fasting as 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 treatment, he was actually being um, almost pushed. He's almost being prosecuted because back then um, the authorities said using using water fasting as a way to you know overcome some of you know type two diabetes amongst other things um, actually is incorrect and it's quite negligent. Now we're in 2021 and water fasting is such a big thing. And the reason why I brought that up is because I tried to go on a, a water fast last week or the week before. I only lasted four days. <laughs> and I'll tell you what happened. I was, I had no energy. I was literally just sitting on my couch and I couldn't move. You're like, I'm gonna die. But honestly, yeah, I've been... Di- uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so passionate. I'm really, really passionate. Also, I'm, you know, I'm plant-based as well. I'm not somebody that, you know, tries to go down the route of, you know, you know plant-based is better than, you know, eating meat. There's reasons why I've gone down that route. Yeah. And like yourself, I've seen the benefits. Um, for me, you know, I've lost a lot of weight. Edwin, wait till you see me next. And it's all because of this, you know, just this, the, the fasting. But really, really encourage everybody to just go down that fasting route. Even if you just yeah. um, just take one item out per week, honestly, you will reap the benefits. And I can go on about this all day. So I am going to stop right <laughs> No, now. you're right. You are so right. And, and, and you know what? Let's, let's just get real here. Like, it's not just back then that they were just trying to shut down people who are telling the truth about what nutrition can do. Because let's get really honest here there is money in medication the pharmaceutical industry do not make money off you being healthy okay so they want you to be sick that's just the bottom line and they can say they don't but the reality is the pharmaceutical industry needs you to be sick in order to keep that machine going it is a very very big industry in terms of the financial uh benefits that come from the the industry cancer research all this stuff there's mega money and they don't want people messing with their mega money so anytime you see people like dr sebi um the doctor you talked about coming out and telling people you can get healthy without that stuff they are going to come after you i know doctors who've had death threats and everything else because they are telling people the truth my mom is a health practitioner she's a natural holistic dr khalifa senna she has helped people who've had diabetes for decades get off that insulin right through nutrition right so i know i've seen it firsthand not just mm. willy-nilly from 
I've seen it firsthand because my mother has done it, right? So at the end of the day, it's it's really about discovering what works for you. Like you tried the four days, but at the end of the day, you might think that's a short time, but that, your body had some great benefits from that time. I, like I did 21 days, but le- let me tell you something. I do not recommend doing a long fast like that outside <laughs> of a outside of a you know an observed situation so i would do it if i did it again i would do it at a retreat yeah. where they do where you can just sit down yeah. and then they they show you how to come off properly with little watermelon or whatever else um so that it's in a controlled environment um and you're safe in case anything should go untoward but but you know there, there's all there's so many things in this world right now this world right now that they are trying to convince us are okay and then convince us that the the, the other stuff is bad you know eating healthy you know fasting like this is all bad for you but the reality is you know you i'm not going to tell just like you nathan i'm not going to tell anyone what to do but i say do your research and and be very cognizant of where the information you're getting is coming from. So when you see someone say, eggs are the best, and then you see another page that says, eggs are terrible. One page, sugar is great. Next page, it's confusing. But if you dig deep enough, you will get enough information. Because trust me, getting older sickly is number one, not the way it's supposed to be. We are supposed to die peacefully, healthily in our sleep, right? That's number one. But number two, Absolutely. You know, it's not, it's not, you can choose. It's, and it's not fun. It's not fun to get older and get sicker and sicker and have people having to take care of you. I want to be able to do cartwheels and back somersaults when I'm 80. I want to be able to, to jog down the street and wave at my neighbors when I'm 90, right? And I can choose that through what I put in my mouth and so exactly. can everyone else. I think it's it's very important that everyone knows what is what the what is good for their body. Um, like myself, I'm not a vegan, but I decided to cut gluten out of my diet. Diet, yep. and right. the benefits is is quite <laughs> immense. Like in terms of energy and just the way I feel, is I don't think people realize how much gluten can impact their daily. Um, yeah, the day really. Yeah. How did you do it, and and how quickly did you see results? Like, how did you get off gluten? Was it gradual? Did you do it just listen, get this gluten out, and out? when did you first start to see? Well, it, the first, it, how it happened at first is that when I was probably in my early twenties, I started to notice that when I eat certain things like um, bread or um, certain cereals, I didn't feel great. I felt terrible. So it took a while. I went to see a doctor first and the the doctor was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. I was like, no, I know my body. Something's not right. So first of all, I thought it might be milk. Um, So I I cut milk out. But then I realized, no, I was still feeling like that. So then some of the cereals that I was eating, I started to cut them out. And as soon as I cut them out, I realized, oh, okay, it must be the cereal. So then I, I stopped eating those cereals but I still ate a lot of the stuff that I was eating and I felt a little bit better but still I didn't feel 100% so up until probably like the end of last year it got to a point when I was just feeling terrible and I thought you know what I just need to completely just cut gluten out altogether and it took it took like a month or so but then I started to notice the difference I started to notice I had more energy I started to notice even when I the, the pains I used to get in my knees 
were gone. Certain, certain oh. things like that. Wow. <laughs> um, and it's, it's all from just cutting out gluten. You know so, what's um, not... I've kind of sh- stuck to it. I've, I've seen... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, you know what's nuts is that some people have had that food their whole lives, so they don't even know that that's not how you're supposed to feel. Like, you, your knees just hurt. You just feel yeah. groggy because that's how you feel at a certain point yeah. of the day. Like, they just think that's how life is. You you start 100%. getting groggy around 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Your knees hurt, your back hurts. That's all just part of life because their generations before ate the same crap and they felt the same way. So that's just, they believe that's how life is. And it's not until, like, you, yeah. they might have an idea like, hold on, it's not supposed to feel this way. And then they cut it out. And then, like you said, it's just like within less than a month, you're already feeling the benefits of it. It's, yeah. It, nutrition is incredible. 100%. It is. It is. It really is incredible. So, um, Tasha, last question. Who were your sporting heroes growing up? <laughs> you know, when Jeez. I was younger, I didn't really have a hero. <laughs> but, you know, Muhammad Ali, I love Muhammad Ali. That's my guy. Jeez. That's a good, good shout, you know. And we haven't, Ed, we haven't really heard many people mention Muhammad Ali, have we? I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Because I think when it comes to, to any sporting person, I don't think there's anyone like him. I don't think there's yeah, anyone in terms of exactly. charisma, in terms of his actual skill. He's just, he had the full package, the full package. Right. There's no one, I don't think there's anyone that's come close. Exactly. And then on top of that, he stood for No, something. 100%. Right. He was behind our community. He wanted yeah. our community to have, to have a better life. He was not willing to, to back down because, you know, the white community wanted him to be a puppet. Um, he refused the Olympics and all that stuff. And he stood for something and he wasn't afraid and he knew his worth, you know, as a black man, he knew his, yeah. his worth. And, and, and like you said, he had the skill, the looks, the, 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 the gift of the gab to back it all up. And so for me, it's, it's a hat trick. It's the whole package. Well, yeah, we might as well continue on the theme of um, boxing. This was an absolute heavyweight podcast. Absolute <laughs> heavyweight. Because um, <laughs> our, our podcasts, we, 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 you know, we have a nice little limit, time limit. And but no, this was powerful. And as you just mentioned, yeah, it was a knockout. It definitely is a knockout. And um, I think all of our listeners are really, really, really going to appreciate um, everything that's been said um, we loved your stories we, we we loved your honesty and essentially this is why we started this podcast it's for athletes like yourself to just be transparent share your stories and really help up and coming athletes but actually but equally people outside of sports who just need help psychologically and just need some form of inspiration so from the bottom of our hearts we are eternally grateful so before we go 
um, come on, you plug yourself. You know what to do. Just, how can people get in contact with you? Well, you know, first of all, I, I want to say thank you because at the end of the day, there's no place for us to have this conversation if you don't follow your calling, if you don't follow that thing in your head that said, we need to start a podcast, right? And so because of you, I'm here and we're able yeah. to have this powerful conversation. So um, I appreciate that. As far as any follow-up, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, the easiest way to find me is to go to www.tasha t-a-s-h-a 360 360.com that's my hub where everything sits so you can find my website there you can find uh, all my social media instead of me running off like oh instagram is this facebook is this <laughs> you know you can just find everything there so um that's the best way and uh yeah you know um if you want to uh be be informed about things I have coming up. Like I have a seven day, seven days to success course coming out soon. And then I have a, a seven week medal moment mastery course following that. If you want to know when those things be abreast of things that are coming out or uh, anything, cause I'm, I'm doing some free challenges coming up as well. If you want to know about those things and make sure you get onto tashadamas.com and put your name and email in and you'll be notified when things are coming up. But I really appreciate you guys. And I really appreciate you putting this, having this platform um, because it's needed. And there are a lot of things that you learn as an athlete that are not just for sports, they're for life. In fact, um, I figured out most of what sports had taught me after I'd already retired. So it's, it's, it's for life. Mm. And without you, people like you to help spread, um, you know, all this information, this valuable information that we've all learned, you, Edwin, you, Nathan, and myself, uh, without you guys making sure that it gets out there, it doesn't get out there. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, deeply, deeply humbled um, by your words. Yeah, really, really humbled, uh, you know, um, coming from an athlete. I think I've said this in a previous podcast. I feel like the 400 meter hurdles is, you know, the hardest, the hardest event because, yeah. <laughs> you know, 400 meters alone, you know. <laughs> and then now, you you know, you have to, you know, jump over these hurdles. Do you know what? Um, I guess I would love to ask you, could you come back on? Because we, we, we covered a lot of the mindset, but we didn't really cover 400 meter hurdles itself because no that is an event is yeah, that needs to no get problem. unpacked. And no we'd problem. love to have you want to really dis discuss that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. No Thank you very much. If I could give you the medal, I would, but you know, it won't go to right. the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, guys if only you can see the medal it's shining as well you know <laughs> yeah. wow 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 we'll, we'll work out a time to get back and you know whatever you need because i'm about i'm about the people as well i want people to succeed i want people to to thrive not just survive i want people to do more than exist i want them to stop feeling like just going to the nine to five is the life you are here for a reason unless of course that's the life you want but i want you to be living at your highest potential right and the only way people can do that is to realize who they really are and the only way a lot of people are going to realize that is through the your platforms platforms like this and and people getting that message out so anytime you need just call 
100 percent. thank you very much okay guys um thank you for tuning in if you are a new listener welcome aboard if you are a regular listener thank you for listening again please continue to share this wonderful content and guys until next time stay safe stay blessed and peace be upon you